Welcome to the trials and tribulations of a 40-something. My name is Amanda and my main goal with this podcast is to share other people's journey. How they faced challenges and struggles but yet turned their lives around. If this can give another person a sense of hope that they can do the same and move forward in a positive way, well then I am fulfilling my goal. Today I am joined by Doreen Ritchie, life and executive coach, published author, Queen's University tutor and public speaker. We chatted about how you can end up losing your identity, the importance of living your life and believing you deserve all the good things that happen, how to allow opportunities to come to you and also embrace any changes. Doreen herself found she had to make a few huge changes to her own life after a severe car accident. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. How are you? Good afternoon, Doreen. Yeah. Yeah. Can, <laughs> can you hear, hear me? me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> the joys of technology, Doreen. I know it's it's much easier when you can see somebody. But no, my, my phone is really silly. You can't actually go direct to a link you have to copy it and then go in you know to your browser and then paste it and then go through so that's where there was a wee bit of a delay there sorry from me you know oh but you know i i accept your apology Dorian. i forgive you <laughs> great thank you <laughs> but first things first welcome to the trials and tribulations of a 40 something and thank you for joining me today i'm delighted not at all. I'm delighted to have, to have a chat. Sure, what Thank else you for inviting me. Doing on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> no, because this, I take Friday afternoons off usually because by this time on a Friday, I'm afraid I'm usually frazzled. So uh, this is good, just sitting talking. Uh, yeah, and do you know what? I sometimes forget, and maybe that is um, with the phone when you're just talking to somebody rather than whether it's Zoom or on instagram or facebook live or whatever mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i kind of think that i'm just talking to my friends and forget <laughs> that i'm actually recording a podcast <laughs> well exactly well but sure it's not what a podcast is meant to be like you know it is meant to be like just chatting and yeah, uh find out out. yeah absolutely so doreen Vir- or doreen virtue you're not doreen virtue no i'm not doreen virtue i'm doreen richie you're doreen richie um, life and executive coach, published author, Queen's University tutor, and public speaker. Have I forgotten yep. anything? Um, no, no, I'm not going into the whole mother thing and all that, you know. So, yes, that's me. Um, yeah, that's me. Yeah, coach, one to one, do workshops and talks as well. Yeah, but mostly one to one coaching. Um, and as I say, yes, life and executive coaching. It says executive there because it means I really just deal with professional people. Um, you know, they don't have to be executive level or anything, but it's usually professional people who who come to me. But, you know, I take like anybody from any walk of life, you know. Um, but it's just because my whole background is, exec- is, you know, business and finance. So I sort of know uh, what sorts of pressures and problems people are under in that in that role. You know, so I can coach them better. 
mean, it's definitely like the life coaching end of things, obviously, that's mindset and um, uh, personal development and all that. Kind of, is that something that you've always been involved in? No, my whole background, as I said, there was um, I was um, well, finance and then senior management sort of for 22 years in different sectors of the economy, um, you know, private practice, then, you know, uh, education, voluntary sector, um, and then finally public sector for 12 years there before I, before I walked away from it. Okay. Um, um, but yes, I was always involved in leading teams and leading departments and um, personal development of my people, you know, mm-hmm. um, and progression and so on. But um, the life coaching, uh, the coaching that I do at the moment doesn't necessarily do that, actually. Um, it can do if you want, but what I'm sort of doing during uh, my coaching now is more transformation work, if you know what I mean. So okay. people aren't necessarily coming to me. In fact, you know, they don't normally come to me and say, look, I've got this goal and I want to get there. Although that's yeah. how I was trained. You know, my after I walked away from corporate, I then went and retrained and decided I wanted to do that and I wanted to help people. And I thought it would be just, you know, goals and so on and so forth. And that's what I was, you know, that's what the diploma was. But then I did some more work in myself and so on and realized that is not really what I wanted to do. I was, to me, that was more like management stuff that I had been doing. So this is more transformation. So, you know, people come to me with problems and I look at that as symptoms of what is actually wrong with the person, mm-hmm. you know, where the problem really lies. And then and then we get into that and then we um, sort of deal with that. And then their problems, the symptoms that they came with basically disappear because the root cause has been addressed, you know, and uh, fixed, if you know what I mean. So yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. So we go quite deep. And what I show people is how to look at things and problems and difficulties in a different way and how to think about them in a different way, which reduces stress and worry and increases their self-confidence. So they make better decisions, whether it's in their personal life or their business life. And so that's what helps them transform their lives into whatever they want. Yeah. And do you find that sometimes people come to you with, um, like, the think, okay, this is the reason for a particular problem or why my life is going down yeah. a certain path or why I keep making the same mistakes over and over and then they think it and then whenever you get mm-hmm. down to it it's something mm-hmm. completely different oh yeah yeah that happens every time and um, but they won't even sometimes they won't even know what you know they won't even have a theory as to why they're doing it they just know that this is what's happening you know you know, like I think one of the very first people who came to me was somebody who came in and said that she ha- she was always overspending because I do money coaching too. And she said she was always overspending and she went out every lunchtime to buy clothes and makeup and so on. And then she usually took stuff back, you know, and she didn't wear it and so on. Mm. And she just was so fed up with overspending. Could I help her with her budget? You know, and I said, well, like, you know, of course I can help you with your budget. However, that isn't why you're doing this. You know, you're not just yeah. spending money for the sake of spend. <laughs> you know, so then we had to get into all all that sort of thing, you know. And then, I mean, my programs are three to four months long or sometimes six months. So that's how long it takes really sometimes to um, to get to the bottom of things and change it. So, I mean, that that girl had a great outcome and totally changed her life around and um, moved house and left people and, you know, had a new career and, you know, just absolutely everything because she found her confidence again she found her voice again she didn't have to buy stuff to fill the void you know that, that that's what she was actually doing 
Um, and she learned to look after herself and, and be more self-confident, you know. So that was a great, um, you know, it was a great success story for the first one kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. And the idea behind this podcast, um, as I would tell all the guests and any, anybody that listens to is that very few people get through life without some kind of trial or tribulation. And um, then the they managed to turn their life around. So I suppose mm -hmm. for yourself, like whenever you see the transformation occurring with your clients, like the, mm -hmm. the feeling for you, like obviously they are elated with what is going on, but for you as well to see from oh, when absolutely. they first right. to you to then yeah. Yeah, well, that's my reason why, you know, I mean, because I went through it myself and I had to do it myself without a coach. You know what I mean? This was years before. And, yeah. you know, I I went through quite a few um, crappy things basically in my life and yeah. changed my life around so that I know now whenever I'm talking to somebody, I know that you can come from, you know, a 22 year marriage that was abusive and so mm -hmm. on and actually and and change it change that and then you can change a terrible job into a good job and you can create a life that actually you want to live even if you're on your own you know and so I know that you can do that because I've done it and it took you know various things to happen in my life for to, to sort of propel me down that path because you know I spent years just sort of existing really and you know which I think a lot of women do um, oh, you know, just basically get up in the morning, get everybody out to school and work, you know, go to work yourself, come home, get the dinner on the way home, make the dinner when you come home, see the children's homework and, and you know, do the housework and then go to bed and get up the next morning and do the same thing again, you know, year in and year out. And, and then, absolutely. And then I had this, what happened to me was I had a terrible accident. I was hit by a lorry on the M3 there and um, the car was a ride off. I mean, I was bounced Jeez. around off different traffic and stuff yeah it was like god you must be joking and it was five days before christmas and the rush hour on the m3 you know anyway um, it was awful yes and i ended up facing the traffic you know on the the wrong side of the road i was facing the oncoming fast lane traffic and, oh, and was, yeah yeah so i just thought i was dead about four times over every time i hit something again i thought you know i'm going to go through the barrier and go down the 100 feet no no it's okay i'm not going to do that no this car is going to hit me and then it's going to explode and it was like that for about three or four seconds it's amazing how oh. time slows down but actually i only had whiplash but what happened was the policeman who was first there and he sort of dug me out of it um mm -hmm along with the lorry driver, actually, who was in tears. Um, I He said to me, oh, look, you, you know, you're really lucky because you should really have been dead. Somebody up there is really looking out for you today. Uh, he yeah. said, because the size of the lorry, it was huge. And I said to him, yeah, I was more upset about my car, you know. <laughs> I said to him, no, I don't believe in anything like that. I said, I'm not religious. Nobody was up there looking out for me. What on earth would they be sparing me for, you know? Mm -hmm. And he said, well, maybe you've just been spared to live your life. So I said, yeah, maybe that's it. So went to the hospital and everything else. I'm lying in hospital a couple of days later. And you see that phrase, live your life, that just kept yeah. reverberating in my head. And I, I realized, you know, something that was <laughs> that was the universe tapping me on the shoulder and saying, Doreen, you know what? You have been existing yeah. and not doing, not living your life for too long. And now you need to make a change. And that's when I decided I was going to ask for a divorce. And I was going okay. to literally, you know, change my life. And that's what happened, yeah. you know. Yeah. You do, 
you have these it is it's it's mad how because I was going to ask you um because I separated a couple of years ago after 19 years of marriage Mm -hmm. and there was that moment that it was just it was after my dad he passed away seven weeks after he was diagnosed with cancer and it was that moment that you were going okay I'm done I'm actually Mm -hmm. done so that's what I was going to say to you was yeah that's what it was like it that's was absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, it was whenever, you know, I was thinking of this and then my husband finally came to the hospital hours later. And um, when my son rang him and said, get your backside down here, do you know what I mean? Um, and he sort of took a look at me and said, well, what have you done now? And I thought to myself, and I'm lying there, you know, with the thing still around my neck. And I, I remember just thinking to myself, do you know what? I am not going to look after you for the rest of my life. You know, that's yeah. it. I've had it now. Um, and, you know, like yourself, probably I never shed one tear. I never looked nope. back once. I had no regrets whatsoever. And apart from living through another five months of hell while I was trying to get him out of the house, you know, apart from that, it was, you know, uh, it was fine. It worked out. Now, it took me two years, I must say. It took me two years to get the legalities done and the financial settlement and, you know, all the stuff you have to deal with. That took another two years. But then after that, um, I was then able to start on my own path to self-development and personal, you know, personal development. And then that's sort of basically what started me on that road, Uh, you know. And then I changed job and changed house and left house and area, you know, came into Belfast. And that was all done within a month a few years later you know I mean it was that was amazing as well so yeah absolutely um but yeah you just you have you have these moments of you know you can just see what you're meant to be and and what you're meant to do and and realize that you're actually not meant to be doing what you're doing you know you've only got one life and you're really meant to live it you know grab it with both hands and give it a good shake because you know it's not a dress rehearsal you know we're we've only got one go at it so make the most of it so that's what I've been doing ever since and you know what Doreen maybe the universe had been tapping you on the shoulder a few times oh probably weren't seeing uh, it uh, absolutely <laughs> yeah you're quite right yeah I mean to tell you the truth I had a, a few near misses and everybody used to say it was because I drove fast and I never thought I did and this one morning I deliberately was going on at 30 miles an hour and I could see this big lorry coming down on my right and I was going over to the right and he was going over to the left. You know, the M3, they were being crossing over. Yeah. And I knew the lorry was there. And I, and I said, no, I'm not going to try and whiz past it or anything else. I'm just, you know, 30 miles an hour indicated and everything else. But he just didn't see me and just came through me, if you know what I mean. So oh. there you go. The first time I actually did slow down. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, yes, you're quite right. Probably before there were lots of little near misses and I should have been sending myself you know, for goodness sake, would you would you just catch yourself on here? And there were other things that happened, you know, at home and all. And and yet I was just yeah. accepting them. And then instead of instead of really getting angry about it, I was just in this mode of acceptance because by that time, you know, the way you you've just gone years and years and you can't really yeah. raise yourself to sort of get angry about things anymore. And um and so that didn't work. So yes, I just think the universe is like Send a lorry in for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, why not? <laughs> What's going to make paying attention here? <laughs> Either she's dead or she's going to wise up. So just, you know, let it go but on. Even, like even, th- as you say, those words that the guy had said to you, like yeah. maybe you were spurred to live your life. The fact that yeah. they...
repeating and repeating yeah, that you're going absolutely. to and that, you know, I mean, it sounds really silly, but honest to goodness, that's exactly. And I didn't even note it at the time. You know, it was only afterwards and I'm lying there, you know, in the hospital for a day or two and then um, back at home and just live your life, live your life. And I, and I was going like, well, what does that even mean? Because, yeah. you know, you're beaten down sometimes you don't even know. Well, what does that actually mean? So then I took myself down to Dingle, believe it or not. I thought, nice part of the world. (laughs) Where is the furthest place I can drive to that nobody's going to follow me, you know? And my children were, you know, up, they were like, one was at uni, I think, and two were teenagers. So they were quite old, three boys. And I just said, look, I'm going away for a few days and and took the flack for that. But basically, I just got up and went. And I, I stayed down in Dingle for four or five days, I think. And I just walked the beaches, climbed hills and basically thought to myself, what, you know, can I can I do this on my own? You know, mm-hmm. and um, and, you know, went to, I went out for a meal every night, took myself out for a meal, went to a bar. You know, everybody talked to you because it's that kind of place. It was all tourists yeah. and everything. I ended up every night in a nice crowd talking to people and having a ball and I knew that it wouldn't be like that, of course, but I just thought to myself, you know, I'm, I'll be fine. You yeah. know, I can on my own doing this. I can go on holidays on my own. So, and of course I did every year after that. But um, but that was the first revelation as well, that, you know, you, you just because something had been the way it was for years and years and years doesn't mean to say that it has to still be like that, that, you know, that you can't do better on your own. You know, and sometimes it gets harder and that got harder. It got harder mm-hmm. and until it got better. And you have to be prepared whenever you want to change your life that it might be harder for a long time. But in the end of the day, it will be better. You know, and that's what I say to my clients. Like, don't think when you start to change, that's just going to be all easy peasy because it isn't. No, <laughs> it certainly isn't. But you get stronger as you go on. And if you're if you know that this is exactly what you're meant to do and if you have a purpose, and if you have the will to actually make the most of your life and take every opportunity that comes your way, you will succeed and you will prevail. And it might be hard at first, but at the end, it's so satisfying. And then you'll just oh, go from there. Yeah. And even it just you'd say there yourself, like you've never regretted. No. Um, no. Leaving. And I in the what am I? there January it was and even mm-hmm. in the toughest of days and the tears mm-hmm. that I've maybe cried or whatever I have never mm-hmm. once regretted what I've done not there no, hasn't exactly. even been a, a glimmer of regret that's how you know it was the right path for you. I didn't even shed a tear because by that stage I'd shed all the tears that I could possibly ever shed if you know what I mean yes. and um, so I didn't but um no, totally. Once you see, I think people, well, in my case, I, you know, I was sort of maybe not terribly decisive. And, you know, I just sort of went along with what was whatever, well, what my ex wanted, you know, when it was just whatever he wanted all the time. So then suddenly whenever I was saying, no, I want this. And then mm-hmm. he couldn't get me around. It was like the sky was falling in, you know, sorry. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? You're not going to change your mind. What do you mean? You know, it, it, and it was like, but for me, it was like, this is what I've decided and I am never going back. And yeah. then the more it got, you know, the worse it got, the, the thought I had was, if I go back to the beginning again, I'm going to have to live through all this again. Oh. You know, I, can't. <laughs> I can only do it once, you know, because it's so awful. So, um, so yeah, you know, it did get really, really hard uh, uh, for about five months and then it started to get better. But it still mm-hmm. took another long time for me to actually come out of that and find who I was because... 
of course, whenever yeah. you're so downtrodden or browbeaten or, you know, your opinions don't matter for years and years, you really don't know who you are. I didn't exactly. know who I was. You know, and a lot of people come to me and they'll sit there and they'll go, like, I don't even know really why I'm here. I can't tell you what's wrong because I'm just lost. Everything's wrong. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who I am. I don't know why I'm here in this position. I don't know which position I want to be in. I don't know what situation to go to. I don't know. And they're just totally <clears throat> lost or stuck or unhappy or whatever. Yes. And I get that because that's the way I was, you know. And they can't Absolutely. tell you wrong, you know, because it's just so bad. They just don't know. <clears throat> it's so like they forgot how to think or not they. We yeah, forget yeah, how to yeah, think for yeah. ourselves. And we forget who we are because yeah. of course, we haven't been allowed to be who you are for so long. I'm, I'm especially thinking about... Um, women in, in poor marriages, you know, where they are, you know, not don't mean downtrodden in that respect, like there's no yes, money. Yeah. You know, they've just, they've not been allowed to be themselves or have their own opinions or do anything they want to do for a long time. It's always been everybody else comes first, yeah. you know, especially the ex or whatever. And it's basically, unfortunately, that's the way women are brought up still. You know, mm-hmm. girls are brought up to be people pleasers. And maybe not so much now, this youngest generation now, but certainly up until 10 years ago, I'm seeing people of 30, 35 who are people pleasers, which means, you know, it's only 20 years since they were getting brought up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and thought to be like that because, of course, we're all programmed when we're young and we're programmed um, totally. And we just accept everything that's happening in our family and our culture with our peers, with our teachers. We accept that as complete truth up until the age of about eight because we can't our brains aren't analytic yet which means that we are basically programmed and and you carry that through your life as if that is the truth and that is your reality and it's only when you become aware in, in later years maybe in 30s or 40s whatever and you start to think about that and you start to think well you see that thought you know is that real I mean is that real for me anymore and that's what I say to my clients don't believe a thought you think because it's usually somebody else's opinion Exactly. And you've just accepted it as true, you know. And you know what as well, Doreen, you see the the mentality of um as women, as mothers, that mm-hmm. as a mummy, you have to oh, you have to put yourself at the bottom of the pile. And yes. I used to always kind of fight against that because mm-hmm. I'd be thinking, but it's not selfish if I'm oh it's you can't, you know, you have to be selfless and selfless mm-hmm. and selfless and selfless. Mm-hmm. And I'm going but just because I make sure that my needs are also met, that's mm-hmm. a bad mummy and it doesn't make me selfish. No, my absolutely kids not. benefit from mm-hmm. me whenever I am feeling happy and fulfilled. And yeah, obviously in the last couple of years it has been more so. Um, yeah. so whereas when you see uh, a woman or mummy who has who basically can trails herself through life doing for everyone else how yeah. I, I can't compute how that no how, how does that instill respect in any of her yeah. children but then again exactly and you know that's why we have people that's why we have generations of men who think that that's the that's what women do do you know what I mean they're brought up because that's what they see do you know it's not that any and that's what I say whenever you're young you're just programmed so that's what they see when they're young that's what their truth and their reality is yeah. And it's only when they become aware later on um, and maybe start to think a bit more for themselves, you know, is this really right? 
Um, I mean, it's like somebody being brought up maybe in a racist household or something like that, you know. Yeah. And then whenever they go to university, they meet people from all sorts of backgrounds and all sorts of nations, and they make friends with people of color. And then they then they start questioning. Hello, hold on a minute. Why do my parents <laughs> think this? And I'm and this is not true. And that's you know that's really one of the, a, quite a big thing that people do actually come to realize later on. Maybe not so much in Northern Ireland, but certainly in England. You know where I went to university. Um you know, people do suddenly think, hold on a minute, you know, I was taught at home that this was bad or that wasn't right. And now I'm finding out for myself that that's a load of rubbish. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, so so men who, sons that are brought up in a household where women are, are people pleasers and basically they're down at the bottom of the, the line <clears throat> when things are being handed out. But then whenever they get up a wee bit and they meet more modern women or they meet women that they fall in love with or whatever, they realize well, that was wrong and then start mm-hmm. to question, you know. But some people don't start to question it and some people just accept that yeah. and they repeat that and then in their lives, you know, but, which is the shame. Yeah, it's probably because I've come out to the other side now of reinvent. well, I'm still a work in progress of reinventing mm-hmm. myself and, you know, now living the second half of my life during, yeah. with, you know, completely different... Yeah. But yes, exactly. You yeah. Do you see? I see so many, particularly women, dead mm-hmm. behind the eyes because mm-hmm. you know that they're just. But like yourself and like myself, there there comes up mm-hmm. enough is enough. And those yeah. women, some women will want to end a marriage, mm-hmm. but just will never actually follow through with it because yeah. of the fear of. Oh, oh God! What? What? What about like if I do leave? What if it all goes wrong? And blah 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 blah. Yeah, so just... no, absolutely. Okay. You know, and I I worked for a charity um called Nexus for five years, and that was they counselled adult survivors of child sexual abuse. And uh-huh. there would have been a lot of people there who were you know well into their adulthood, and they were married and everything else, and they maybe had been in relationships that 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 cycle was repeated. And you would say to them, "But why have you not left? Whenever you know." what's what's in front of you because you know mm-hmm. that this isn't going and they would just go but yes but where would it go you know they just they just didn't know it was better the devil you know than the devil you don't basically yes. yeah you know and it, it wasn't for lack of them wanting to go but even those things were bad at home it was kind of that was their comfort zone and I don't mean it was comfortable but that was their comfort yeah. zone that's what they knew and whenever people are in their comfort zone it's really really difficult to make the move to somewhere that is not in your comfort zone you know, somewhere that's outside that, somewhere that you don't know what's going to happen. Oh, absolutely. And that, that is really difficult for some people. And yeah. especially if you've got small children with you as well. I mean, you just don't know where you're going to end up, what kind of housing you're going to end up in and, you know, all sorts of things. Will you be able to work? Because, you be, you know, you yeah. don't have somebody else paying the bills as well. You know what I mean? If it so is, it's, it's really, a really difficult. Yeah, yeah, so many things. I was just, I'm reading a book at the minute called, I don't know, I don't know if you've read it, but it's a wee recommendation, The Green mm-hmm. Platform, Declan Coyle. Mm-hmm. And no, I haven't read it. No. A wee bit I was reading there earlier, he was talking about change. Mm-hmm. And he said, change is challenging, as we know, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's better um, to live the hell that you know yeah. rather than the heaven that you don't know. Yeah, because exactly that's it. Yeah. And, and you get, they get into this comfort zone, say, because it's not that I'm saying it's comfortable, but it's what they know. Yeah, and as I say, it's better that than actually 
you know, and also because their self-esteem has been very low for years, and um, they don't believe that they have the confidence to do anything else. It's all very well for competent women out there saying, oh, well, why do they not just leave? Sure, yeah. you just go and do this and just go and do that. Well, you know, you know exactly. I mean, why did, you know, why did the concentration camps work? Yeah. You know, whenever you think there were millions of people there and there were like 20 guards, well, come on. Why it worked was because they were pe- sort of non-human. They were reduced, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and that's exactly what happens in some homes. Um, that that's, you're broken down. You're broken too. down. You're, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then my job as a coach is whenever people do come to me, and thankfully not many people that bad do come to me, but whenever they do um, with a milder sort of feeling like that, it's basically my job to say to them, look, you do have the confidence, you do have mm-hmm. resilience, you do have courage and strength, and all we all do within ourselves. Yeah, we all do, but we are, we're not normally in touch with it unless we absolutely have to be, and we don't know how to get in touch with that. And you see, if you can actually trust in yourself and believe that you have those capabilities, well, then why would you worry? You don't even worry because yeah. it doesn't matter what's thrown at you, it doesn't matter what's happening in the future because you absolutely know that even though you don't know what's going to happen, you know that you're going to be able to deal with it. And that is confidence. That is what you take with you through your life. You know, you don't have to worry about anything because you know whatever happens to you, you will be able to deal with it. And that really is the start of new beginnings for people. Once they actually take that on board and realize they're they're in control, you know, they're in control. They're the people, you know, they've got the, the capabilities to live that whatever way they want. And then you you just watch them go. As um, people don't actually realize how much inner strength that they have. No, until you're 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 faced with doing something, and it is it's like a a light bulb moment that you're going. Like when you start to look back over things, you're going, "Oh fuck, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, okay." Yeah, exactly. That's right. And I mean, I call it the light bulb moment. I mean, whenever I say to somebody, "What I do is like people are coming in as if they're wearing blinkers and they're looking everything in the one direction." just yeah. as we analogy right and what I do is I change that so that they're looking at it from a different angle uh-huh. so then they look at the same situation but from a different angle and they suddenly go oh my god mm-hmm. why did I not realize that before and that's the realization that I'm after for them or the insight because once they have that they will never think the same way again yeah. now whether they can apply it or not all the time is beside the point yeah the thing is that they have realized that is their truth Mm-hmm. And that's what they're going to be taking with them, you know, and gradually they will be able to use that. Now, nobody goes out and learns how to be resilient. I mean, yeah. you you know, you were resilient because you were in a bad place. You had to be resilient. You were resilient. You yeah. don't realize you're being resilient whenever you're enduring that day in and day out. But mm-hmm. that's what it is. Now, you didn't have to learn it. It's there already for yeah. you to use, you know. Yeah. And I mean, like, how much courage does it take some women to get up in the mornings and 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 deal with the day how much strength does that take and yet they don't give themselves credit for that you know well, it's funny you should say that like the, the courage I remember a few people quite a few people after I had you know it was maybe some would have been maybe a few weeks after I had left the, the marital mm-hmm. home others would have been months later and that was one of the things that they all said to me was mm-hmm. that took such courage yeah and bravery yeah, yeah. to actually leave 
because yeah. I, I left and I remember yeah. the time thinking, oh, my God, is this going to be frowned upon, you know, the mother of the house leaving? Yes, yes. But it had gone yes. to the stage that I was going, right, no, no, I, I'm done. But I just want to go back over something you had said. Mm. Whenever you, you coached yourself through, yeah. you didn't. So what, what worked for you to get you to the place, you know, the way, like I said, that you will help others? But when there was no one really helping you, what what steps did you take that got you? Well, to that that place? was well, that was it was the belief. Whenever whenever those words resonated with me so strongly, Amanda, mm-hmm. it was the belief that actually that they were true. It was like yeah. as I said to you, whenever people actually discover their truth, yeah. And and so I was able to stand up and say, look, you know, start looking at me from the outside, and I really took a step back. And I started to look at myself objectively. You know, I had a degree. I had. I was intelligent. I had a good job. You know, I wasn't making the most of. You know, I had intelligent opinions. I had all mm-hmm. sorts of things going for me mm-hmm. that I had totally allowed to go by the wayside because I had to be subjugated to this other person's opinions and all that, right? Yeah. And it was whenever I then took the decision in myself I want to live the rest of my life. How best can I do that? Yeah. And obviously one of the ways was looking for opportunities or allowing, it's actually allowing opportunities to come to you. Yeah. And it was like, you know, and I remember we lived in a beautiful house and everything. And I remember mm-hmm. going out to the back garden and we had this gorgeous view. And I remember actually looking at this gorgeous view going, yes, bring it on, you know, bring it on because I'm I ready for it now. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was like, I'm not saying no anymore. I'm not saying, no, I can't do this or no, I can't do that. Or, oh, dear, that would be awful. No, I couldn't. I'm saying, bring it on now. And I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes to everything that happens to me. Okay. And you see from, from that mindset, it's like the opportunities are there, but we can't see them until we change the way we think about things. And once you change the way you think about things, you will see the opportunities. Your brain is primed then to see the good things happening. You know, the opportunities that are there. The, the yeses that you can say, the people that you'll meet, the synchronicities yeah. that happen. Yeah. When your mindset is open to things like that, they are there for you. It's because you haven't allowed them in before. You know, the world is abundant. Your life is abundant, you know, but we don't realize it because we're going from this terrible, narrow, dark mindset. Whenever you open that up and something will happen to make you open it up. And as I say, for me, it was live your life. And I sort of looked yeah. out at the world and said, listen, I'm ready now to live my life. So give it to me. Give it to me. And I took it with both hands. You know, I did all sorts of things. I took degrees. I went and learned Italian. I went to Italy and lived a oh, month wow. every year in my own. Yeah, I did all sorts of things. Yeah. I, <laughs> I learned Italian. I, <laughs> I, was I used to go every year. Oh, well, you know, this. Absolutely. <laughs> And then I came back and I took another degree to teach English to Italians living in Belfast. And um, that's how I met my partner, because he came along to one of the we grip things. Yeah. And he's oh, Italian. Sorry, you're giving me <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi. So, um, so we've been together ever since, ever since that night. Yeah, like that was like five years ago. Oh. But, the, but that was something I was never looking for. Do you know, I didn't I didn't think I would ever meet anybody. And I wasn't looking for anybody. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, but that just happened. So, um, and, and, you know. That's what seems to say. Yeah, I was doing what I wanted to do. That's, 
Yes, I was doing what I wanted to do. I was, I was doing the, the yeah. Italian thing. Yes. So you need to be doing something. Like I said to my clients, you need to be, do, you know, do what makes your heart sing, you know. And if you see if it's something that makes your heart sing, that's when you're happiest. And that comes out of you, out of every pore. Yeah. And that's what attracts people. You know, people see that. People well, see you being say, happy. See the podcasts. Now, I, I don't yeah. know if you heard when I was saying it on um, Gary's we Zoom yes. call that night. Obviously, I do the, the, the mentoring and working with or, or starting again. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But the podcast, as much as I love that and because I want to, I think it's because I... I know, unlike yourself, you know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. You know that there is so much more out there and everybody yeah. deserves to have that chance to live yeah. life on their terms. Absolutely. Doing what yeah. makes them feel good, etc. But you see, mm-hmm. doing these podcasts, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I'm listening to people's story. I'd be fascinated by people just full stop. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hearing yeah. them you know their stories and how mm-hmm. they have turned things around it actually yeah. I'm sitting here and like I have goosebumps in my heart just listening to it <laughs> because so much of what you're saying I'm going mm-hmm, that's actually yeah, okay. yeah I can yeah. relate to that I can relate to that yeah. I can relate to that and then when you're saying about making somebody and all that there and you're going yeah okay. but it's just it's uh, I said people who have turned things around it just yeah, yeah. fills me with so well, much that, well, well that's it I mean I had to write um, uh, Gary does this thing as you don't think the network and I'm one of the ambassadors there yeah. and we write a call we write a, um, an article every every month for him and one of them was called Inspire and um, so I was looking around you know and I'm thinking about well who inspired me and do you know who inspires me my clients yeah. that's who inspires me you know those people come into me men and women and they come into me and some of the lives they've led is, you know, they're just dreadful. Uh-huh. And yet here these people are still striving yeah. to come out of that mm-hmm. and be the best they can be. And, and you know, it's as if life is calling to them and they're going, yes, I'm here and I want that. You know, I just they just don't know how to get it. And that's what they come to me for. But you see that courage and that strength. And that resilience, that is what inspires me. Yeah. And, you know, we've all done it, you know, and exactly use other people to inspire you. You know, people live lives every day that are totally inspiring, that they're just quietly living them, but they're so brave yeah. and they're, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. I had. A, and that's a what girl, spurs me on too. Yeah, you know? I had a, a, a girl I was chatting to oh, it's a few weeks ago on the podcast and she's 40 years of age she ended up having um one of her legs just below the knee amputated then after that she had a double mastectomy because her mom Mm -hmm. was and uh, so she had to have a double Mm -hmm. mastectomy she had the bracket Mm -hmm. yes um, five kids she had six but one of her we one of her babies was stillborn um yeah then her we is a wee down syndrome boy um yeah it was when you're listening to her and you're going oh oh okay uh, right yeah. Okay, yeah. okay then this uh-huh. other woman um nina she's part of the think network um and all mm-hmm. these things everybody that i have listened to on here it's just mm-hmm. when you hear like that and they said resilience and what you're saying there the courage mm-hmm. the strength all of those things it does it gives you and especially when they have that kind of 
still that glass half full attitude. Absolutely, yeah. And that's what you need. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I know also know people who have a lot in their lives, you know, they have abundance. Yeah. They have health and happiness and everything else. And yet they're glass half empty people. Yes. You know, and they just can't see it. And they're just always moaning and, you know, poor me and the government should yeah. do this. And, you know, and you just think that you're wise up in your eyes. Exactly. And yeah. unfortunately for us, we are all brought up like that. We're all brought up to see that things from the outside affect us and cause us to feel things. And that's completely the opposite way of the world, if you know what I mean. That is the total opposite way of looking at it. And that's what I teach. I teach from the inside out. Mm. So in other words, things can happen around you, but they do not make you feel anything. The only person that makes you feel anything is yourself. And it's what you're telling yourself about the things that are happening. It's your story. It's your narrative. And that is based on your programming and the things that have happened so we're not to blame for thinking like that, but mm. we need to be aware. We need to be aware that that's what it is. And we need to be aware that we can change it at any time. Yeah. And, and like, whenever, you, so many whenever people, you change it, then obviously you look at things and the things you look at change as well. So Yeah. And point the finger at, it's okay, it's everyone else's fault. Yeah, exactly. I They're the victim. Yeah. The way I am. Yeah. Yeah. But what I teach is it's your responsibility for everything. 100% of what you feel is your responsibility. And nobody else is responsible for making you happy. Yeah. You're responsible. But again, you're not responsible for making any, anybody else happy. Yeah. You're responsible for making yourself happy. That's it. You know. And so, I mean, whenever you actually accept that, and that is not selfish, that is a fact. Mm-hmm. You know, because you literally, you know, physically, you are the one who's producing the chemicals that makes you feel happy. You know, yeah. and, and the way you produce those chemicals is by your mood and your thoughts. So, I mean, it's a physical connection. And so, therefore, when you think about something differently and you have, say, something always happens and it triggers you every time to be angry or something. If you make the conscious decision before the situation arises again, the next time that happens, I'm not going to react. I'm going to respond. I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to mm-hmm. choose a different response. Mm-hmm. That means that that experience is actually different this time. So therefore, you feel differently yeah. about it, you know. So if you did that lots of times for just little things, you know, you come to the end of the week and you think, hey, I've had a really good week. You know, I've done things on my terms. Yeah. Stuff that used to annoy me hasn't annoyed me so much. You know, I haven't been angry. It's That's what I mean. Whenever you choose. And to you know what? Different... Like, if mm-hmm. more people just took that, that exact, and it's so... It sounds yeah. so simple. That kind I, of, that yeah, I know. Of, but it takes okay, months now for people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it takes months for people, first of all, to accept it yeah. and then to practice it because you only learn it by practicing. So every single situation that comes into your life, you really have to sit at the beginning, you know, and you really have to take the two deep breaths and you really have to sit and go, right, I'm going to respond differently. This is in your mind, of course. <laughs> And it sounds really stupid, but then you begin to do it naturally and then you do it without thinking. And that's whenever you've had the the transformation, you know, and you realize that more or less most of the time you're very happy or you're very content or you're not angry anymore or you don't worry or you're not stressing. And then suddenly you realize you've had a month without stress pressure. Yes. But you didn't turn it into stress, you know. So that's when you're uh, pretty magical place to be whenever mm-hmm. and you know what and, and different ones that I've spoke to as well you see with regards um person development work and mindset work and uh, mm-hmm. you know, applying all that there 
there will be it is a continuous thing you can't oh, kind of dip in and out whereas I had over the years I had made the mistake of I would do it for a bit and then mm-hmm. kind of forget and then yeah. going, oh I feel shit again right okay and then I would yeah. do it for another wee while and then I'd forget and then Right. I feel so much happier and better when I'm applying this. Why do I not just mm-hmm. keep applying it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, whenever, you know, people, as I say, come to me, well, you know, it takes three to four months, sometimes six months before this really starts to work. OK, and that's because they have to go through all the different situations where they need to, to make these changes in themselves. And the more you practice it and then they'll come back and say, well, this happened, but actually that really triggered me. And I went off the deep end mm-hmm. and we're going. So then we have to go in and out through that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they change their limiting beliefs and, and they do affirmations and so on and so forth. But what I mean is that all takes time. It's not yeah. something. And and the, the point of coaching then is that I'm an accountability buddy, really. You know, people have yeah. to be accountable it's hard to do it on your own. I, I can't do it on my own. You know, I have a coach every now and again for different things. And yeah. so I, you know, and I took lots of courses and um, I mean, diplomas and things like that to do it. So what I'm saying is you, you can't do it basically on your own, but you can do it with someone else and then you learn it and then you can go off and practice it yourself, you know, but you need to make those changes. I mean, for example, I'm doing, a, I did a university course. I gave the course a couple of years ago there at Queen's and it was it didn't happen last year because of um, lockdown, but it's happening this year again in September. And mm-hmm. it's called Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. And I mean, it's open learning. I mean, anybody can come along. And this year it's actually going to be online. So that's going to be even easier. But oh, wow. the, the number of people even from that course who came back to me months afterwards and said, you know, like one girl after she'd been three weeks, she left her job and started her own business. And she'd been wanting to leave her job for six months. Uh-huh. But... She just didn't have, she just didn't have that weed thing that tripped her over the edge. You know what I mean? Yes, and it was whenever yeah. she came to the course that she realized, actually, I, I'm going to, I'm going to try this. And she did. And she's now a very successful uh, social media marketer, you know? Yeah. So what I'm saying is it does see whenever you change your attitude, it really, really works. Yeah. But yes, and you have to do it. Consistently. Sometimes it takes just one person. Mm-hmm. To, That's right. Believe in you or to just give yeah. you that because I think think sometimes you see when it comes to maybe family, friends or whatever, they're so mm-hmm. used to you being a certain way that if you mm-hmm. go to change goalposts, they're very yeah. quick to go, Oh Jesus, no, no, no. Yeah. Why would you want to do well, that's that? it. Because you know, they're viewing it yeah. from their perspective. But exactly. And the dynamic of that relationship you see is yeah. going to change. It's like whenever yeah. women live, for example, lose weight. Um, they find that their relationship with their husbands changes for the worse because he then is worried about them going off and being more attractive to men and so on and so forth. And you'll find them women put the weight back on again because it's easier to live with instead of his constant carping. Now, that was a phenomenon that I actually took ages for me to realize was happening with some of my clients. And it's the same thing about changing who you are, you know, realizing who you are and letting that out more because the dynamic of the relationship has to change then because yeah. you're not going to be you're not going to be the same person anymore and you're not going to be reacting in the same way you know and you're not going to be being responsible for them anymore you know what i mean yeah, and, and then so suddenly yeah and then suddenly and yeah. say oh she's changed oh, yes yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. and then they're critical yeah so but all i say to people is look if somebody's not going to come with you mm-hmm. then you need to leave them there yeah 
because, you know, that's the whole, the whole point is for you to progress in your life and progress in your search for your truth. And if those people are trying to hold you back, they don't love you. They're not for you. And whether they say they love you or not, they don't. So you need to leave them behind. You know, it's really, and sometimes it's really hard to do that, but that is what you need to do. Because in a way, it's kind of, they feel comfortable with where you are. And then they try to pull you down to their level again. again. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's who they've seen all these years. You know, they think you are this person, but then whenever you begin to awake, you know, waking yourself yeah. up and perceive things differently, then they and they're not maybe keeping up with that. And then they're jealous or they're critical or whatever, you know, but that's not good for you. And no. And that's when you have to dig a little deeper. And yes. go, right. OK, you're not you're not going to pull me down. It's not no. that I'm you're making me sound as if I am, you know, a, mm-hmm. a bad person but you know that kind of as I said the, the critical yeah seeing yourself really yeah. yeah 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 no absolutely but I mean I'm a great believer in you do not stay around somewhere where they don't recognize your value and and that's the absolute you know real that is hard to do and I'm talking about work mm-hmm. or anything else can you change things if you can do it if you can't change things, can you accept it? If you can't accept it anymore, it's your duty to remove yourself from the situation because it's bad for you. So yeah. it, that means remove yourself from the family, remove yourself mm-hmm. from the marriage, remove yourself from the workplace, remove yourself from the friendship, whatever yeah. it is, where people don't realize your value and aren't loving you properly enough you know, to, to help you and to be f- pleased for you, then you need to get out of it. And like to be, you know, like cheering you on at the sidelines. And yes. I've often said that it's funny how the people you think will be your biggest cheerleader yeah. are your biggest critic. Exactly. Exactly. Because it affects them. It affects them. And then other people, yeah. other people that you've maybe thought of as being a pain in the ass or whatever sometimes. <laughs> those are sometimes the people that go, hey, that was great. Yeah. Hey, what, you know, I heard you did this. Or like whenever I started doing my course for Queens. A lot of people that came up to me in work who had never, you know, they just sort of, I don't know what they thought I did. But anyway, it was like, that's really fantastic. You know, you're doing that for Queen's Universe. That's really good. And yet people that I knew were sort of, oh, well, now you're doing that. Oh, right. Yeah. Very grudgingly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it is. You definitely get your eyes open. You do. You do. Indeed. But here, let me ask you a wee question, Doreen. With, um, mm. After being in uh, an unhealthy toxic mm-hmm. whatever kind of relationship yeah. did it take you time with your yeah. partner now to kind of build that trust up again or did it just oh, no, be right no. from the start no and I mean this this guy is like 20 years younger than me as well so Dory, oh my god I love you I love you I love you I love a you. different country a different language a different generation a different flipping you know language oh everything different but you know what and and this is really weird because we only as I say we like I'm you know I've had my life he's had his life he comes over here to work he's only here a month we meet each other one night we speak for like six hours or something that night we talk meet each other again for coffee meet each other for dinner then start going out and basically it's been that ever since but do you know what it was easy and that is what I like to tell people you know you see, whenever something is right and, and you're actually, you know, on the same wavelength at a very deep level, you don't have to work at it. It's like it's like I moved yeah. from a big five bedroom house to this wee apartment 
And I was living on my own in that house for four years. And um, whenever we moved into this, I moved in and he moved in. We didn't even know we had moved in. It was like, oh, are you still here? Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Like it wasn't planned. But what I mean is I was thinking, God, this apartment's far too small for two people. There's no way I could. Well, do you know what? You don't even notice. It's like it's because it's so easy and happy and joyful. And, you know, when something is right, seriously, it's it's no, I'm not saying we don't have arguments. Of course we do. But yes. they only last a few minutes. They only last yeah. half an hour. Or I go for a walk or he go for a walk and we'll come back. And it's it's not even, we don't even say sorry. You know, it's like, it's just easy. So what I'm saying is, don't think that it always has to be. Uh, you have to work at it and you have to do this for it and so on. Because maybe it's just a fact of letting the other person be who they are. Yeah. Which I always say to people, you have to let people be who they are, whether they're obnoxious or not. People have to be who they are. You don't try and change them. The only yeah. person you can change is yourself. Mm-hmm. So he's letting me be who I am and I'm letting him be who he is. And they, he may well have annoying traits and I have <laughs> annoying traits, but, you know, I don't actually take it on board. I just go, there's this wonderful person that I loved a bit and he's being annoying this half hour. And that's all I think. And then oh. he doesn't and then he's not annoying with and it's like do you know what I mean but the thing is there's this trust and there's this deep kind of respect for each other and so on and that's what you need oh, and I then you can allow somebody yeah. do you know to be themselves I'm sending and it out to the universe story. sorry I'm sending it sorry. out to the universe that you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> and even because I would find just whenever you said like he's younger than you I that's mm-hmm. where I find myself naturally drawn and then there's a part of yeah. me going a commander wise up like a younger man is not looking an older separated mother of three and then well, I find sorry, a I'm afraid I would have to object because the number of men who were younger than me who approached me when they found out that I was that I was single again it was amazing I was totally blown away and and in fact it, it's very frequent I didn't realize because I never really dated before I got married so you know um I, I didn't know this but anyway but yeah so I wouldn't worry about that part at all but I mean that wasn't that didn't come into it with us because we weren't actually dating you know as I say we met because it was through this language class so what I'm saying is sometimes whenever you're just doing what you love to doing do, thing. being who you really are, that's when you're going to meet somebody who sees the authentic you. Yeah. And you're not putting anything on. You're not all dolled up because you're going to, you're not, you know, it's just literally people being people and they suddenly realize that that's who the other person in their life will be, you okay. know, and, you know, but I have, I mean, it's not just me. I have, you know, heard of other people and I have met other people that that's happened to it's just when they're being themselves. And, and that's what you need. You know, you need somebody who loves you for who you are. Well, not that's for it. Because, to yeah, you. then you're not constantly putting on an act and trying exactly. to maintain that. Exactly. You're just being your authentic self. And that's going to be enough for somebody, you know. Not just oh, one person. Not, there's just one person. There's loads of people, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a wee message and go, Doreen, our paths crossed. <laughs> <laughs> so here, Brilliant. do you... Do you have like a um? You talk there about affirmations and all that. There, do you have like a wee ritual every day that you kind of do, or um? Well, like living life. Um, yeah, the live live your life thing. Yeah, I do actually always try and remind myself every day how abundant 
my life is and how abundant life generally is and the world is so that I'm not looking at things that I don't have from a lack point of view. I'm looking at it from an abundance point of view, if you know what I mean. And if you can do that in your mindset as well. And the other thing is that I try to always live in the present moment. Now, as much as possible, this is what you need. Your lived experience is happening in the moment and everything else in your life is just thought. Mm -hmm. And that is hard to get your head around, but it's Mm -hmm. absolutely true. So your lived experience is happening now. So the emotions that come into your body and the feelings that come into your body, if they're poor feelings, if they're like not serving you or whatever, you bring yourself into the present, you look around you, you distract yourself. Listen, two seconds later, those feelings have gone because you haven't paid any attention to them. So whenever my ritual is, whenever I feel annoyed or I feel a bit of anger or something, I don't have to do it very often anymore because it's natural now, but at the beginning, I literally had to bring myself into the present moment and then sit with myself, just distracting, you know, look around, you know, oh, look, there's a lovely cloud out there. Or there's a nice tree <laughs> or, oh, the sun's coming right or whatever. It's raining again. And suddenly then you suddenly realize that that bad feeling is gone yeah. because feelings just go, you know, it's like clouds across the sun, you know, they, they just go. As long as you wait long enough, the cloud will be away. If you wait long enough and you don't pay any attention to those negative feelings, they just leave. Yeah. It's the same as anything. Right. So if the more often that you can be nice and calm in the present, enjoying what's happening to you in your lived experience of that moment, mm-hmm. then you're less stressed. You don't worry, you know, and and basically you're just letting the feelings come and go because that's that's what we're meant to do. And, you know, you're meant to experience sadness. You're meant to experience, you know, joy, sadness, grief. You know, if you feel like sitting down and having a cry someday because everything's very frustrating, sit down and have the cry. Yeah. Let it be frustrating for half an hour. Feel frustrated. Let that feeling come through you and then it'll leave. Yeah. A lot of the time we try and bottle stuff up and that creates problems. Yeah. And it is. It's so, it's so important. And I know recently you see an awful lot of it more, the whole toxic positive thing that's going on and I would be very much if you are feeling um sad happy Mm -hmm. whatever to feel all the emotions but if you if there's somebody listening just at the minute that is currently at that stage in their life that they're maybe in a, a relationship that is they know in their heart of hearts is it has ran its course what would you say to her or him well psychologically I wouldn't be saying I mean obviously I'm not going to give them advice about marriage separation and legalities and all that but psychologically you need to get in touch with your own wisdom right and if you see if you're getting this feeling and it is it's always going to be feelings you know if you get this feeling that this is just wrong Uh if you get this feeling that this is going to kill you that this is not you if you get Mm -hmm. the feeling that you don't know who you are anymore I would be saying to you, right, you need to hold on to that feeling because that feeling will guide you. There's information in your feelings and it's telling you something. And what is it telling you? Be honest, be aware and say to yourself, right, this is telling me it's wrong. Now, I know what to do. Your wisdom will tell yeah. you what to do. And, and, and just understand that you do have the strength. You do have the courage. You do have the resilience. And don't ever think for a minute that you don't. You do. You just haven't been listening. You just don't realize it yet. 
but you will have whenever you start to move forward. And even if it's only a wee tiny step that day, take that step. Even if it's just going and going to the bank and maybe opening a wee account for to put a wee bit of money in for yourself, yeah. or even if it's, you know finding out about a mortgage, or even if it's just even looking around at different places to live or wee flats, whatever it is, you mm-hmm. take that one step, and that increases your self confidence and that increases your control over the situation. But but learn, you know, you need to learn when you can't do any more in the relationship. You need to learn when that's it. You need to walk away. Remove yourself from the toxic situation because nobody else is going to do that for you. And that's what I would say to them. And it does work. And also, of course, come to me for help, of course. Also, of course, now, Dory. That's, that's a given. That's My a website given. is. <laughs> Doreen, it's joy to chat to you. I've loved it. Um, Thank you, Ma. I could I could talk on and on and on, but you know, you obviously yeah, we'll have, do to, that. <laughs> we'll have to. Yes, we feel like a cup of tea now, man. We're going to go away and digest all this. <laughs> Get a wee cup. Absolutely, up. absolutely. Doreen, listen, thanks again. Listen, it is Doreen. It's just DoreenRitchieCoaching.com is the website. So you know, go on there, whatever, or look me up on LinkedIn if anybody does actually want to chat because I do a freebie to start with. So, okay, doke. Thanks so much, Doreen. Thank you so much. And I'll speak to you again probably in one of the in one of the Zooms oh, sometime. Okay? Definitely. Definitely. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. And remember. If talking about it has got you thinking about it and you would like to share your story, get in touch. Until next time, take care.